This is episode six, and we're talking all about how to manage your stress. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles, and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Hey, what's going on, Sleeks? It is Eric here and I'm here with Ilan. Ilan, how are you doing? Hey, how's it, Eric? I'm great. How's it, everyone? Awesome to be here today. Wow, fantastic. I'm super excited. Today is actually the last day of official work for us. Yeah, woo! And we are going to drive out to Strand and, and visit Sylvia and have a bit of a, a year in lunch with myself, Ilan, Savannah, and Sylvia. Yeah, so, get the team together, just celebrate the fact that we've survived 2020. It's been a hell of a year. Sure, it has been a year. And I think today's topic about stress management is very on point for that. You know, I, mean, I know we've made it to the end of the year. Yeah. But it has been a tough year, you know, we've, we've, sure. we've been very fortunate to come out okay, but it doesn't yeah. mean it wasn't stressful. No, absolutely. And I think that's a good point. You know, I think everyone has experienced 2020 differently. Mm. Um, some people have had a much more um, stressful year than others. Mm. But I think that there's just an element of everyone's stress. Like no matter how good, it, no, no matter how well you've come out of this year, mm. despite all your fears, um, I think that there's an element of stress that permeates the air. For sure. I mean, it's like this ongoing behind the scenes thing is always there. And something I've noticed is that everyone seems to deal with stress very differently. Like I've seen people who have been barely affected at all, but they've almost been paralyzed by the fear and the stress of what's going on. Sure. And then I've seen people who've lost their jobs, they've lost loved ones, and they've still risen up and managed to deal with the stress and performed really well. And I think that's got a lot to do with how people manage sure. the stress and what strategies they have for that. Sure. And I mean, you know, even if your business has been okay and you haven't had any family members, thank God, mm. being affected, there's still, a, every time you go shopping, every time you go anywhere in public, every time the president wants to make an address, <laughs> every time, you know, Europe suddenly gone yeah. into lockdown now, we're sitting here in sunny South Africa mm. with the numbers increasing, there's, there is just stress. Is, and you know, yeah. people in your network, yeah. you might not feel that stressed, but like people in your network have got things going on. You know, I've just spoken to a friend of mine who's, who's got a friend who's in a bad way. Mm. Um, and so I definitely think that this year has, you know, regardless of, of, of what it's been like, I think it's been stressful for everyone. So, it's been a stressful year. So this is yeah. a timely podcast. Absolutely. We're dealing today with how to manage stress. Yes. So let's take stress as a given. Absolutely. I mean, you always there's always going to be things that are going to cause you stress in life, and stress levels tend to go up and down based sure. on what happens to you. Which is why I think this podcast is so valuable because there's no way to remove stress. Mm. We live we live in a world, you know, whether it's financial, whether it's work, we we live in a high powered world which is mm. constantly moving. Yes. Capitalist society where you got to keep running if you want to feed your Absolutely. family. Absolutely. You know, like in today's world, nobody is stress free. And I've actually noticed that people almost find their own problems as well. You know, when things are going well, yeah. it's like, okay, things are going well, let me find a new problem to be stressed about. So nobody's stress-free. I think some people just manage their stress better Absolutely. Others, which is what we're going to address yeah. in today's podcast. Cool. So, I mean, really for me, I know from my side that the most important thing to acknowledge 
that as your levels of stress go up, like wherever that stress is coming from, yes. your stress management activities need to go up as well. They need to rise up to meet it. Like you can't be doing the same things day in, day out when life is going well versus when life is really stressful. Absolutely. And I think that's a massive point. It's a big mistake that people make. You know, I mean, it sounds obvious when you say it, mm. but I don't think that a lot of people, it's actually funny your name's Eric because I was like, stressed Eric. <laughs> I've never seen you that stressed, ironically. <laughs> so you're not living up to stressed Eric. But I think a lot of people... Where does that now, come from? Am I missing the reference? I don't know. I think it's like a cartoon or something. Oh, okay. Must have before my, my time. Generation. Yeah. yeah. I've got like 15 <laughs> years on you. But some of the listeners will, will, will know stress. So, but the point is, I think a lot of people who are sitting here listening right now who might be extremely stressed. Yeah. They're stressed out of their brackets. Yeah. Like, they're not thinking what I really need in my life right now is to ramp up my stress management toolbox. Yes. You know, they're probably just feeling helpless. Yeah. And trying to rely on the things they've always relied on. Yeah. So hopefully today, we're going to help them make a breakthrough on that. Absolutely, you know, I mean, it, it really comes down to examining what you're... Actually, before I get into that, I just want to... There's something that's really helped me a lot, mm. and it's a concept amongst elite athletes. Mm. And they've got this saying where there's no such thing as overtraining, there's only under-recovery. Yeah, and that's great. why elite athletes are able to train twice a day, eight hours a day. They're able to perform at such a high level yeah. because their recovery strategies are so on point as well. Yeah. And you'll see the same thing amongst elite businessmen and things like that. They can perform so well and function so highly because they have their routine dialed in to support them. Yes. Now, you don't have to be performing at an elite level, but you can take lessons from that and realize, okay, if I want to perform a little bit better yeah. in these stressful circumstances, I need to actually improve the strategies and, and the, the tools that I have to yeah. help me do that. Well, I learned that the hard way, you know, being a corporate workaholic and, you know, suffering from burnout essentially I learned that doing more is not always more mm. and there is diminishing returns absolutely so you know now I've learned that I can be much more efficient much more productive much more effective but actually have a much more balanced life yeah I mean isn't there a saying called like saying sharpen your axe we're like mm. there, I think there's a course that if you give me six hours to chop down a tree I'll spend the first four hours sharpening my axe and basically recovering and resting. Yep. And in the last two hours, will actually be the hard work because I'm sure. more productive there with a sharper axe. Or, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You know, I mean, ultimately, you can't be at your best. You can't be optimal in life mm. if you are running on empty. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so, so today we're actually going to give people some real practical strategies. Yes. So if you've been listening, we're going to dive into very soon some, some real practical things that you can do to help you manage mm. that stress in your life so so here's an exercise I, I want you guys to think about think about the times where you've been really stressed maybe it's a deadline maybe it's finances relationships um family whatever the cause was what did you do when you're stressed like what are the things that stand out to you the most that you your go-to strategy for when you're stressed yeah now, maybe everyone's different, but from working with like hundreds of clients and seeing thousands of people in Sleek Geek, I know that the, the most common go-to strategies are food yeah. and alcohol and smoking and procrastination and other kind of addictive kind of um, activities. It's kind of ironic. It is, right? And I mean, you know, if you think about like how is eating food, especially junk food, going to help with the stress? Because often it makes you feel more stressed in the long run, right? Sure, but I think what people have been 
trained, you know, you know, you get a dopamine release Absolutely. When, you, when you have like some chocolate or mm. some food. So you get Feels a momentary good. feeling of relief. Yeah. Or soothing. Mm. So if you think about any drug yeah. addict, for example, drugs are a form of soothing. Mm-hmm. People have a pain. Yeah. Okay. And that pain needs some medicine. Yeah. And often the easiest medicine is food. Mm. You know, it's an easy accessible drug. It's easier than, than it's having cheap, some cocaine it's or cheap, it's easy you know, access. It's socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think people are self-medicating mm. and the problem is, is that the effect of it is very short lived. Yeah. Um, Hey, you know, sometimes it actually works. Like, I mean, I've mm. had times in my life where, you know, after a really bad work day back in my corporate life, going and having a nice meal or whatever, that night it actually kind of sorted yeah. me out, but very rarely does it solve any problems. Mm. And I find the irony of the situation is most of the typical things people turn to yeah. actually make their problems worse. Yes. So, you in know, the long run. in yeah. the long run, you know, if you constantly turn to that, then you're mm. going to put on weight, you're going to be unhappy. You're going to, it's all stress. Other problems. Yeah. You maybe create a problem with alcohol yeah. or, or substance abuse or, you know, whatever it is. So what you're actually doing is you're kind of layering more problems on yeah. your problems. Although yeah. you don't feel that in the moment. Yeah. You know, so when we often talk about the topic of self-care, mm. you know, like we've, we've made the distinction that self-care, yes, self-care can be bubble baths and going to the spa yeah. or whatever it is. But yeah. self-care are typically things that are going to move you forward. Yes. So, you know, they're not necessarily that are things that are going to move you, move you backwards. Absolutely. So it could just be eating well. Or it could just be saying no to that destructive behavior. Yes, or going to the gym. Yeah. Or, or something that's going to help move you forward. Right. You know, so so I think, you know, we've asked people, you said, think about the strategies you normally use. Yeah, what are your go-to strategies? So like, most people who listen to the podcast probably go to those things. Yeah. So that's it's, one it's a, thing. It's okay to do it in a small amount. Like, it's always the, the dose that makes the poison. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if you think about giving someone a birthday cake. Yeah you are managing their emotions with food, you're making them feel good, mm. and it's appropriate. Like, yep. you know, you're giving them a birthday cake, you're celebrating with them, that's awesome. Like, they're having fun, just don't blow over the candles. Sure. <laughs> so, so the one takeaway is, you know what? If you reflect on it, your, tool, your, your, your stress management tools might not be serving you. Yeah. The other takeaway, let's say if someone's listening and they actually, they meditate a lot, whatever it might mm. be, that's how they manage their stress, but they yeah. might find that's what they always do. Yes. But you can't always go into a meditative state. It's not always practical. And so the other takeaway from from the lesson that we're going to give them now is that it's beneficial to have multiple ways. Mm. Lots of tools in your toolbox. Yes. You know, which is the analogy you always talk about. Yes. So, you know, maybe you want to expand on that toolbox analogy. Sure. Bef- before we go there, I want to talk about... jump too far. Yeah, you're jumping ahead of it. Sorry, there. sorry. That's cool. Um, but, you know... I think there's an analogy that, re- that works really well to help you see why it's okay to do some of the behaviors you like, even if they're not the, the most productive, but they shouldn't be your go-to strategies. Yes. You know, if, if you want to use a little bit of chocolate to help you feel better, that's okay, but sure. you don't want to solely rely on that to make you feel better. Absolutely. So that's where um, something called the units of stress analogy comes in. Yes. And I want you guys to imagine that you've got 10 of these, like 10 units of stress. Let's just call them units. Maybe you can picture them as these 10 little red angry blocks that are stacked up on top of one another. So this is you coming home from a bad day of work. You're stressed, you're tired, you're frustrated, and you just want to feel good. Yeah. Like you need some relief. Now, for many people, they will 
maybe go to the shops on the way home and get some junk food or as soon as I get home they'll walk in the kitchen open the cupboard and, and get a snack or something like Pour that drink. and they'll eat and eat and drink and drink until they feel a little bit better yeah. but the amount that you have to do to relieve all 10 units of stress is quite a lot yeah now compare this to someone who maybe comes home plays with the dogs and they plays a lot the dog runs after them and instead of ignoring the dog and going straight to the kitchen they actually Put their bag down, they get on the floor and they cuddle the dog, they play with the dog and they feel good. Boom, that's like one unit of stress gone. So yeah. now you get nine out of ten. And now the next one is maybe their, their partner is there or their spouse is there or they just yeah. they give a friend a phone call. Yeah. And they have a good chat, they, um, they catch up. Yeah. Again, they're feeling a bit better and they, they, they go into that conversation conscious of, let's talk about good things. So instead of like gruffly brushing your partner off because you've had a bad day. Yeah, or complaining. Why don't you reframe, give them a nice hug, kiss, feel the embrace. Absolutely. Say, hey honey, how was your day? Exactly. You know, so boom, with them. another two units of stress gone. Yeah. Now you had a seven out of 10. Okay, what else? Like maybe, maybe you enjoy uh, listening to music. You put some of your favorite music on and you did like you, you're busy listening to your favorite songs while you're getting changed. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you go jump in the shower and have a nice, exactly. like, relaxing nice shower. Relaxing. Yeah. I love that. So, boom, another three strategies, three, three units of, of stress gone. Now you're at, what, like a four or five out of ten? Absolutely. Ilan, what else would you do? What's the next thing you Yeah, do? I mean, uh, you could have sex. <laughs> yeah. Always on your mind, eh? Yeah, I thought I'd just see your reaction. But, hey, it's very real. Yeah, like, for sure. It is, it is a stress reliever. We exactly. Adults, we adults here. Um, and I think... Okay, so how many units of stress is that? That's, that's three units. <laughs> okay, so you, no. you one, out, one out of ten now. And maybe you go do a workout or maybe you're having a night, you, you put together a nice dinner or you watch you your favorite TV. Just sitting quietly like on the couch, like watching, for me, watching the sunset. I'm mm. to live, you know, you know, I see the sunset often. Yeah. Just appreciating or even just having some gratitude around what happened yes. that day. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways for me to feel more relaxed. What I like about this is we're not, we're not looking for one strategy that's going to solve all our problems. Yes. We're finding ways, like just like you said, there's, there's, there's layers of stress to get. Yeah. There's also layers of things you can do to relieve sure. that stress. Sure. So now maybe, you, maybe it's the end of the night, you're sitting at a 1 out of 10 of stress. Okay, I could do it with a block of chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. and you have that chocolate that makes you feel good. You really enjoy it, yeah. but you're not inhaling the chocolate like someone's trying to steal it from you. I think yeah, I think and you're not inhaling really, yourself. You've afterwards. made a really good point because like you, you set it up at the beginning where you know we're not saying for one second that you shouldn't manage some of your emotions with food. Yes, we're saying that like if it's your only tool, that's when you're going to end up binging. Mm. That's when you're going to end up overcompensating on that tool. Absolutely. And and you know we talked in the beginning about tools that 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 aren't necessarily um gonna maybe bite you in the mm, future yeah and tools that won't and i think a good way while we were chatting that i thought about it is what are the things you know we all know that feeling like a lot of people have guilt mm. you know like you go you 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 go you buy all that food you eat it later that night you feel a bit bad about yourself you have some guilt about it yeah a lot of people do this yeah i don't necessarily have guilt around food but a lot of people do so what I'm saying is, as a, as a rule of thumb, try mm. and tend towards the things that you know are ultimately not going to make you feel bad about yourself. Yes. Nobody feels bad about themselves after a workout. Yes. And nobody feels bad about themselves after doing something uplifting. I like that. You know? and, and by doing more productive things, when you do have maybe a glass of wine or a block of chocolate or something like that, you don't feel guilty about it because you've yes. been more productive already and you've done, yes. you're now doing it in a very small amount. Yes. That's 
just adds enough pleasure. You know, food is pleasure, alcohol is pleasure if you have it in small amounts. It is appropriate. Yeah. But the main thing is, as you said, we want to get you to expand your toolbox. Like imagine you have all these different tools in your toolbox that you can use to solve the problems of stress. Yes. I mean, and it's about framing. I mean, putting your feet up, pouring a glass of wine, enjoying that and savoring that mm. with your partner or whatever is different to drinking a bottle of wine feeling bad about it yeah. and, and being in an anxious kind of For sure, state, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so it's not to say that people can't use these elements, but I think it's, it's, it's how they're framed and, and how they're introduced. Yeah. Yeah, so I think people, I, I really love this units of stress mm. because it even makes me think, you know, when I'm stressed, it's kind of like, okay, well, what can I do to dissipate this thing? Okay, for me, I'm lucky in a sense that... Yeah, what's I really, in your toolbox? Like, I, what is I, in your toolbox? I, so I think this is the interesting thing, is that for each person, they're going to attach different value to different mm. things. I am honest, and this is going against the grain, yeah. I don't seem to get much value out of meditation. Mm. I've tried different meditation techniques. Yeah. Um, look, I'll start by saying that like I'm not a very stressed person. Mm. I'm very good, typically, at managing stress. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite good at mentally reframing things in my mind. And you've got a good, good lifestyle design as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite good. I'm quite good at compartmentalizing my work okay. and my private life. You know, I don't yeah. sit in the evenings or on the weekends worrying about work. Right. Mean, so, so, you know, I think that I'm quite good in that space. But, you know, everyone's got like different things. So for med- meditation for me is not a great tool. Mm. Um, it's cool. I enjoy it. But like if I was really stressed, my go-to would not be meditation. My go-to is to go and exercise. Nice. You know, like I find that a good session at the gym um, really helps me a lot mm. with my stress management. Um, I also love walking. Yeah. You know, going for a walk, um, listening to some music. Right. Music is also a great tool for me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I find another really great tool for me is if I do get stressed, mm. I like to coach myself through the stress. Okay. So like I'll try and get to grips with, because I think often we catastrophize problems. Yes, yeah. So our perception of it. Ex- exactly. And, and, and so basically what I try and do is I try to reframe my problems. Right. I try to reframe what I'm worried about. Mm. And I try to figure out, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm. And I like to get into a problem-solving mindset, like right. into an action mindset. Yeah. Like I think you, you mentioned when we were chatting earlier, like Tom Belieu's got this action cure. Action cures all, yeah. Yeah, action cures all. So you basically, problem, take action, yeah. Exactly. So if I'm stressed about something, mm. I try and think of one simple thing that I can do to deal with that. I know for me, like I find it, planning helps me a lot. Like yes. it, when, I, when I feel like I have a route forward, I don't feel stuck. And I think for most people, a lot of stress comes from feeling stuck or feeling out of control. Or not knowing what to do. So taking action, moving forward. So what's forwards. the first simple step that I can take towards solving that? Right. Do I have to book an appointment? Do I have to call yeah. someone? Do I have, you know, so, so I'm very much into problem solving yeah. when I get stressed. But yeah, those are some of the, the tools that I use in my personal life. And yourself, like, what do you, I mean, I don't think I've even seen you stressed. <laughs> but I'm sure you, you do have stress. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I find that I'm quite an anxious person and in general. And because of that, I have to have things built in throughout my day to help me manage that. Like, uh, well, you must manage it well because I've never, ever thought <laughs> you were anxious. So. Yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, when you, it's the upside to things like that. Yeah. You know, we, we all have our own issues. And when you can find ways to deal with it, it actually almost makes you better off in the long run. Yeah. You know, so if you are a stressed person, that's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up about it because 
you might be able to build your lifestyle and expand your toolbox to where it actually makes you overall less stressed than someone who doesn't experience as much stress as you. Yeah. And you know, you, you talked about meditation earlier yeah. and I'm the same. I've also tried meditation and there were times where meditation helped me a lot. Yeah. Like this is like the only thing that kept me going. Yes. And, and right now I'm like, I really can't be bothered to meditate right now. Yeah. And something I want to point out is that just because something works to relieve stress doesn't mean you have to do it mm. and doesn't mean you have to do it every day. Yes. Again, like think about the toolbox analogy. You have all these tools in your toolbox. You've got a problem to solve. Maybe the hammer won't solve that problem. Maybe yes. meditation won't solve that problem. Yes. Maybe it's actually just getting more sleep. Exactly. So don't get fixated on one particular strategy yeah. for stress relief. Yes. Rather have a, like a variety of strategies you can, yeah. you can call on. And in the moment you can decide, okay, what is accessible? Yes. Okay, I'm at a dinner party right now. I can't go for a walk. Yes. Even though walking is my best way to relieve stress. What else can I do? I can go to the, I can go to the bathroom and I can just listen to some music for five minutes yeah. or I can message a friend. Yes. I can do that. Okay. But maybe it's, it's um, after work and now I'm feeling stressed, but I can go for a walk. Yes. Great. Let me go for a walk. Like you have to actually identify all the tools you have and find ways to use them in that moment. Yeah. I mean, we kind of got past it because you, you started talking about how you manage your, your anxiety. Yeah. And I said, I've never seen your anxiety. Yes. So you must be really good at it. Yeah. But we didn't really dig into that. Like, I mean, what are your personal strategies you said you have a few things that you do so for me i think that the biggest thing is sleep yeah like if i don't get enough Amen. sleep i'm tired i'm grumpy and i'm less resilient like if a problem comes up when i'm tired i it's a much bigger problem to solve just i'm the same and i think most people find that way like sure some people maybe can deal with being sleep deprived better than others yeah but sleep is like a superpower like being well rested is honestly a superpower for helping you deal with stress because it helps you change your perception of things. This is a critical point. Stress Absolutely. is all about perception. If you're listening to this, like I think, Eric, I think this is a critical point because I think a lot of people who are stressed and who are anxious mm. don't connect the dots. Yeah. They don't realize that their problem might be their sleep. Mm. They think it's, it's a whole range of other things. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't stress in their lives, yeah. but I think it amplifies. It yeah. like turns up the volume for sure on anything that's going on for you. Exactly. And I've worked with a client who really struggled with emotional eating and she was convinced that she needed to overhaul her entire life or her entire diet. Yeah. I mean, every month in the past, she was trying a new diet, paleo, banting, intermittent fasting, yeah. counting your calories or whatever. And when I started working with her, I was like, Hey, how's your sleep? And she's like, uh, sleep is not really for me. You know, I don't really sleep much. I'm like, okay, well, what if rather than overhauling your entire diet, which is very stressful in itself, yeah. we just helped you get one or two hours more sleep every night. And we tried that and her eating improved dramatically. I had the same experience so she didn't life. have to change her diet. She yeah. just had to improve, get one or two more hours of sleep. Yeah. And suddenly she wasn't as tired. She wasn't craving as many sugary foods. She had more willpower. Absolutely. She wasn't looking for an energy boost at four o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're even going to do a whole podcast on this topic. Absolutely. Because I think it's the elephant in the room. I think, yeah. you know, when people think about health, they talk about exercise and nutrition. Yeah. And, and people focus so little on sleep. Yeah. And I know it's hard because we don't want to adults and we don't want to go to bed. Yeah. But, but I absolutely, I agree 100% that when I'm overtired, small problems seem like a crisis. Yeah. Um, I, I have my most thoughts about eating the wrong foods that aren't going to serve me for sure when I'm, when I'm overtired yeah. and I'm crankier. Yeah. I'm a little bit more emotional. Yeah. 
Like when I'm emotional, the first question I say to myself is, are you tired? Mm. When I want to like go and, and, and have a binge, I'm, like it's always my first question. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's when I'm tired. And it makes everything worse, right? Like you, when you're tired, connection. you don't have energy to go work out and working out can make you feel good. Yeah. When you're tired, you may be chugging coffee all day long and that can make you jittery and, and a bit yeah. nervous. Uh, when you're tired, everything just feels like maybe you've got um, too much work to do and you can't focus and you're unproductive, that yeah. making you more stressed. Absolutely. So getting enough sleep is, is really critical to helping you manage day. your stress. Like for me, the analogy is when you see, I don't have kids, but like when mm. I see kids that are like grumpy, mm. you know when kids are grumpy and hungry and you know, like when they're, they're tired, tired, when they're yeah. tired, that's when they get impossible. And I think adults are exactly the same, they just don't realize it. Exactly. So if you listen to this podcast and you are someone who's constantly tired and you don't sleep well, yeah. this could be one of the reasons why you're always thinking about eating the wrong thing. It might be one of the reasons why you're cranky. It might yeah. be one of the reasons why sometimes things that aren't that big a problem seem like massive problems. Okay, so sleep, that's one of your... Yeah, I think something else is just finding ways to help me, help myself slow down. Like we live life at such a fast-paced yeah. level. Like we're so connected, we're so on the go, we're so in touch and distracted that I try and find ways to disconnect and slow down throughout the day. Yes. So maybe that's getting up in the morning and going for a walk. Yeah. Lunchtime, I try and do a workout. If I'm feeling really stressed, I maybe go out and, and, and get some sun for 10 minutes yeah. with no phone, no distraction, just sit in the sun and breathe and enjoy there. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll read a book at night. There's, for me, it's slowing down yes. and just unwinding without being on my phone. Like to me, lying on the couch and scrolling through social media may be easy. It may be somewhat relaxing, but it's not truly restful. Yes, yes, yes. Your mind is always busy. It's always stimulating you. Uh, so I find ways just to get back to reading a book or listen to music or just not doing yeah. anything at all. And there's an irony in that in the sense that it sounds like that means it sounds like you don't do much work because you yeah. Do. But the point is, is that when you do work, you fully focus. Absolutely. You know, I love this that expression. I think Ramit Sethi often says, you know, sometimes you've got to go slow to go fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and ultimately, when you when you slow things down, when you start to prioritize, you get more focus. Mm. And yeah, so when you're mindful about actually taking the break. For sure, and it helps you be more consistent as well when you when you slow down a bit. Like you're not jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. You actually, exactly. okay, these are the habits that I need to do every single day yeah. somehow yeah. to help myself slow down, to help myself feel less stressed. Yes. And I've got to do these, like if I, if I do these three or four things every day, yeah. I'm going to be good. Yeah, I mean, you can't solve problems or you can't be productive from a state of panic mm. or, or frenzy. Mm. Like, we all know that like a little dose of pressure sometimes is for great. sure it can be good yeah you know, everyone a good deadline yeah can sometimes help you like sometimes a little a little bit of stress is is going to help you yeah you, you need know, a bit of stress to feel engaged you know athletes get that yeah but but i definitely think that you can't solve problems from you can't think straight when you're kind of in a, in, in a frantic state yeah it can't be ongoing yeah. you know it can't be every single day the same level of stress yeah. wearing you out day in and day out Okay, so that's an, any other strategies that you use? You know, I think the way you look at stress is really important. Um, you mentioned earlier, some people catastrophize stress. Yes. Something bad happens and they'll blow it out of proportion. And you can see this in relationships, especially where like your partner leaves the cap off the toothpaste and suddenly like there's a massive fight yeah. over that small little thing. But it's, that small thing is not the problem. Yeah, it's the sleep. level of stress in the relationship <laughs> that's the problem. Exactly. The same with the work. Like it's not 
It's not the way your boss said something to you. It's actually the way your relationship with your boss is in general yes. or something like that. And I found a great way to help you reframe stress or stressful events is a strategy by a guy called Rangan Chatterjee. He's got a book called Feel Better in Five. Oh, I love that book. It's and I want to read to you, um, he's got a thing called the Five Step Release Program. So this is a tool that people can use practically in their lives. When you're feeling stressed, it's, an, it's something you can do. Wonderful. Um, the, the first thing is grab a piece of, pa- piece of paper and a pencil or a pen because you want to write this down. Just writing it down alone can be very therapeutic. It can help you slow down. It can be more mindful. It can take away distractions. And I think he makes the point that you should write it down. Don't like do it on your phone. Absolutely. Notes, yeah. Writing it down especially is important. But okay, the first question is, what is one thing that you are anxious about today? Just, just what, it, what, just sit down and think, what is bugging you? Like, what is making you anxious? What is ruining your day almost? You know, what are you coming back to over and over again? And I'll think about one practical thing you can either do to prevent it or to prepare for it. Yes. Now, not all things we can prevent, but most of them we can prepare for. We can, as yes. you said, action cures all. Yes. Taking action, making a plan, having, having a strategy in place, even if you can't do it right now, yeah. can help you feel more in control. Um, so this could be like a meeting that's happening later with your yeah. with your management team. And and honestly, you know, you're even stressed about it because you're worried they're going to put you on the spot and you don't have the answers. Yeah. To whatever update for the project. And maybe maybe there's a, there's a problem that you simply can't solve, yeah. but you can be more prepared for it by doing something that helps you feel less stressed. Yeah. So you can be more prepared for it by going for a walk and relaxing. Yeah. That is actually having a plan. Or jotting down help. some bullet points that you might respond with. Exactly. Um, the next one is one reason it's probably not going to be as bad as you fear. And this is really important because as we yeah. said, people tend to catastrophize problems. Yeah. They tend to blow it out of the water. Absolutely. Um, they, they, you start thinking about all these worst case scenarios. We spend our lives worrying about things that haven't yet happened. Like people are going to go on holiday now. Yeah. A lot of them are sitting there worried about what's uh, going to happen in January. Yeah. Like is this contract going to get renewed in January? Mm. Is, is my company going to... Am like, I going to put on all the weight? The, am I going to put on weight? Yeah. Like, are me and my partner still going to be together? Like, I mean, ultimately, thinking about all these future things mm. that may or may not ever happen. So, the, the question was, what, why may it not be as bad as you fear? Now, I find a great way to deal with this is to think back about the, the hard things I've done before and overcome. Yeah. Like, I've faced things worse than this before. And I survived, sure. I'm fine, I learned from it. So it probably won't actually be as bad as I fear. I'm not going to die, no one's going to yeah. die. And often things turn out better than you thought they would. Mm. Not always, Yeah. but a lot of the time. For sure. You know. Um, the next one is one reason I know I can handle it. Now, as I said, you know, you, you've probably done hard things before. You've been in a thousand meetings before. You've exactly, you know, you, know, you know what's going to happen, you know you'll survive. Even if it goes badly, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yes. And you can handle it. You have done the work. You are a smart person. You've yeah. overcome things like this before. Absolutely. And finally, what is one upside of the situation? Yeah. Oh no, you got a, you got a meeting later today or a deadline. Great, you got a job. Yeah. Or, oh no, you, you got this problem in your relationship, but hey, you, you, you're in a relationship. Or even if you fail at something, there's always a lesson. Yes. You know, like, so there's always going to be, there is always an upside, no matter, in any situation, no matter what the situation is. Absolutely, there's always a silver lining kind of thing, be, you know? Like, even when it's not apparent at the moment. And it, it really comes down to having like this growth mindset or, or a problem-solving mindset. You know, you can either have this fixed mindset where you're stuck, you're always seeing the bad side of things, yeah. 
or you can actually make an effort to look on the brighter side. You see, what I like about this method is sometimes if you have a general state of stress mm. about something, yeah. like I find getting to the specifics mm. and thinking about the actual thing Zero that you're worried about yeah. and then starting to think through it. Yes. You know, Tim Ferriss has got this thing called fear setting yeah. where like basically you take your biggest fears and you jot them down and right. then, you know, then the next column you put down like what are the worst possible scenarios that could happen? Mm. And the next column you put down, what strategies could you use to prevent it from happening? Yeah. But the whole point is that even if it happened, it's like not necessarily the worst thing, you know, it's not going to happen the worst For thing. sure, could, yeah. And, and the worst thing that you could imagine is not death. Yeah, You know, so true. When I was in my corporate life, when crises <laughs> used to hit, the first thing I'd always say is, okay, guys, is anyone going to die? Sure. Okay, no one's going to die. Yeah. Let's just take a deep breath. And let's solve this problem. For sure, yeah. You know, and because nobody can solve a problem from a state of fear or mm. stress or anxiety. Yeah, it's not sustainable. You, know, you, you can't think straight in that situation. You're not going to give your best solution. That's true. So my first thing is anyone going to die? Okay, yeah. no one's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> let's just solve this problem because often people catastrophize things. That's true, right? And, and the way you, you think about it, like I, I feel like having that mindset of no one's going to die it's, it's almost like the story that you tell yourself over and over again and you kind of get good at it. Like yeah. in the past, I used to identify myself as an anxious person. Yeah. And, I, and I still am. Like, you know, I was a stressed, ang anxious person. But now my identity is someone, I am someone who manages anxiety well. Yeah. Same thing, but it's a different way of I, uh, giving myself an identity or a label. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. so like you can either see, let the problem define you or you can actually look at the bright side of things. Okay, I, I may be an anxious person, but I am damn good at actually finding ways to manage that anxiety. Yes. That's a good thing, actually. Like, I'm good at it. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a thing to celebrate. So just to go back through these five, these five questions yeah. in case you want to write them down. What is one thing I'm anxious about today? What is one practical thing I can do to prevent it or prepare for it? What is one reason that's probably not going to be as bad as I fear? What is one reason I know I can handle it? And what is one upside of the situation? Thank you, Rangan Chatterjee, for those exercises. It really is a helpful way to reframe and, and, and get back into control of your problems. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that book. Yeah, it's called Feel Better in Five. It, it literally, he's got all these five-minute actions or five-minute habits you can do uh, very much in line with what we teach at Sleep Geek. Yeah, so we love it because we're about habits. Yeah. We're about healthy habits. Absolutely. So yeah. we highly recommend that book. But I think that that's a great practical tool. Um, I mean, we've given guys a lot of practical things in the sense mm. of what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've helped them think about, you know, what strategies they currently use. Yeah. Um, you know, what they might do. But, you know, I, I was actually thinking while you were talking, you know, I said meditation didn't work for me. Yeah. But... I think I need to clarify that. Like, let's say conventional meditation. Mm. Um, because the more I think about it, I do do things in my life which are meditational. Yeah. And for me, anything that puts you into a, a state where you're focused on the task mm. and, and you're blocking everything else yeah, out. Like mindful. Exactly. Like, you know, adult coloring in, for example. Mm. When you sit with a, you know, and color in in a coloring in book, you're yeah. so focused on it. Mm. Um, or even like, you know, my girlfriend and I love playing games. Like yeah. our latest at the moment is Bananagrams, which banana is like what? Bananagrams. It's basically like Scrabble on steroids. Okay. Because we enjoy Scrabble, but like you know, when you when you're in a game like that, all you're thinking about is the game. Yeah. 
you know, for example, if you, you know, if we went and played a game of squash, yeah. that would almost be meditational. Yeah. Because all we focused on you is focus, getting that like ball, in this you know, flow, you're yeah. not thinking about your problems in life. Yeah. You know, so like meditation, I think has many different forms. Mm. You know, for me, it's just about getting into a state of, of you know, you, you, you single focus on, a, mm. on something and more relaxed. I think you got, you got to, you got to do things. I, I saw this one quote the other day that said, do more things that make you forget about social media. Yes. As in like, do things in life that, that make you not want to constantly check your phone, constantly check your email, constantly think about your problems. Yes. Actually do things that make you enjoy life and feel engaged with it, even if it's only five minutes. Like sure. you don't have to go on a holiday sure. to forget about your problems for a sure. week. You can just actually play with your dog or spend quality time with your partner sure. or listen to some music or read a book. Do things that make you forget about your phone, forget about your problems. Even if it's just for five minutes. Absolutely. So to me, when it comes to this topic of stress, I think there's like, there's two, there's two prongs to it. Mm. The one prong is how to manage the stress that you have better. Yeah. Which is what we focused a lot on, on on this talk. Yeah. But the other thing is obviously getting to the root of solving the things that are causing you stress. That's a good point. Which is a more long-term thing. That's going to happen overnight. Or sometimes the solution is quick, but you know, for example, I mean, I know this is very much, um, you know, it's oversimplifying massively, mm. but I used to be a chronic procrastinator. Yeah. And that that caused me a lot of stress. It does. And anxiety. Yeah. Okay. And pain. When you know you're not getting what you need to get done. And it's an oversimplification to say that, like, the best thing for procrastination is to, like, get things done. Yeah. Because there's Easier a lot. Easier said than done. Exactly. There's a lot in between. It's like yeah. saying to someone who's depressed, like, don't be depressed. Yeah. But I'm saying there was a lot of steps that I took yeah. to beat it. Yeah. But and it, it is possible people have overcome that. But the truth is that the best solution mm. was to start ticking things off and getting them done. And maybe also to think about why are you procrastinating? Were you exactly. like holding yourself back? Were you scared or were you not sure, sure. you could do it? So if you've got financial stress, <clears throat> You know, let's say you are bad with money or you have financial problems or yeah. you have a problem with sales in your business. Mm. No amount of meditation is going, going to solve, solve that. that problem. Yes. You know, like it might help you deal with the problem while you're going through it. Yeah. But if ultimately you need to solve the problem, the problem. with the sales. Yeah. Like I say, if food is, food is not the problem, food is not the solution or answer. Exactly. And I guess it's similar with emotional eating. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll do a podcast on emotional eating. Yeah. But on the one hand, we can help people with tools to help them eat or, or eat help better. them manage their yes. emotional eating. Yeah. But at some point, we know that these things have a root cause. Yeah. What's causing you it? You know, yeah. like, what do you need the soothing for? Mm. You know, in terms of stress relief, what, what are you trying to soothe? Yeah. And how do you ultimately, you know, it's kind of like that whole idea of getting, having a panado when you've got a headache. Yeah, what's you know, causing the panado is helping you deal with the pain, <clears throat> yeah. but the, the panado is not making the headache. So it can be a bit of a band-aid solution, and I think you know sometimes you can't always solve the problem immediately. Yeah. So maybe another way to look at it is being proactive versus reactive. Yes. There are certain reactive things you can do to help you manage the stress in the moment. You're feeling really stressed. What can I do rather than eating junk food? Let me go for a walk. Yes. But proactive stress management might be okay. I know. I get stressed, so maybe I should start my day with the walk so I'm more relaxed before things even happen. Yeah. You know, we talk about the, the, the units of stress being like on a scale of one to 10. Maybe you go for a walk or do a workout first thing in the morning and you're on a minus two. Sure. So when you start getting stressed, you only go back up to a zero. Sure. And you don't end your day on a 10, you end your day on a seven or eight rather. Sure. I mean, also I think it's about expectations. I mean, like I expect life to be stressful. Yeah. 
It's not a surprise. It's normal. It's normal. Mm. I mean, when you work in a corporate environment, like if you work in a sales environment, yeah. it's normal every year they're going to stretch the targets. Yeah. Like no one's ever going to give you an easy sales target. Yeah, it's just life. Like it's normal that people are going to have, you know, want um, more aggressive deadlines on yeah. projects. Yeah. You know, you're never going to get away from that. But once you accept, hey, this is normal. Mm. Like I started to realize, you know, I used to be a workaholic. Yeah. And the day my life changed was when I just actually really realized, you know what, there's always going to be more work. Yeah. You can never get it done. Yeah. You know, but at some point you have to say, this is what I can do for today. Yeah. It's like I said, when you're good at your job, they'll give you more work to do. There's always more. Yeah. There's always more. Everyone who's about to, we're about to go into the festive season now and the holidays. Everyone is about to take leave now. As much as you can try and get through your to-do list, there's always more. more. There's going to be a million things you're not going to be able to do, you know, and like, you've just got to make peace with that Mm. because nobody ever dies. That's true. That's very true. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've given people a lot of tools. Yeah, that's great. I think uh, a lot of actual advice and, and guys, if you have anything that works well for you, please let us know. Yeah. Like I'd love to hear what your stress management uh, strategies are. Um, the main thing is if, if you can off this podcast, the next time you're feeling stressed, yeah. try to think about what are your go-to strategies to manage that? Like what are you instinctively reaching for? Sure. And how can you make that a more productive habit? How can you get better at practicing a more productive stress management strategy um, to help you manage that stress and feel better? And and I think an aspect of it that we haven't really talked about in this podcast is that if you are stressed, Mm. I think it's really important that you focus on not taking your stress out of channeling that into other people. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we've all been in situations in our life where we've been stressed and, you know, we've we've taken that out on other people, our family, our friends, our loved ones, or... Maybe you've had people take it out on you. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's another really, because I think that adds to the stress. It adds the tension. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to try and dissipate tension. Mm. You want to try and create smiles and laughter and happiness. Yeah. um, Because, you know, ultimately, you don't want to be in a place of fear. Yes. Like, that's why, you know, I love Tony Robbins always talks about gratitude as a tool. Mm. Now, we probably will talk about, we haven't talked about it much today. We'll talk about gratitude in other podcasts. I'm a massive believer in gratitude yes and the reason why is he says you can't be fearful Mm. or you can't be angry Mm. when you're in a place of gratitude nice so gratitude is another great tool to manage stress Mm. and i think it's really important i think it's important you know people who listen to this podcast are partners parents whatever it is um you might be stressed you might have trouble managing it but you know don't put that on the people who love you yeah, you know, something that I always use to help me there is I always think this person or these people are the people who are more likely to help me through this than not. So let me not fight with them. You know, if I'm feeling stressed, my fiance or my parents, or my friends are going to be the ones who are actually going to help me through it. Don't alienate so them. don't alienate them, yeah. you know, like actually building a support structure around you is a really critical way of helping you relieve stress as well. Sure. You know, I, you know, my parents and my friends and my fiance, they know that I can be a stressed or anxious person sometimes. Sure. And they know how they can help me. Sure. And when I'm feeling it, I will tell them, hey, I'm not feeling so good right now. Um, could you help me with this? And I'll, I'll make sure it's worth their time. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll know that, okay, he's feeling stressed. If I do this, it'll help him, it'll help sure. our relationship. We and work together to create like this win-win kind of situation. And look, I mean, it's, it's fortunate that we have supportive people in our lives. Some people listen to this podcast, might, they're, they're people close to them might be unsupportive and adding to their stress. Yeah. But then that's obviously part of this, 
the part that they need to solve or address. Yeah. You know, the difficult conversations they need to have. And that's also where Sleeky comes in. We're here yeah. to support you guys. If you guys are missing or lacking a support structure, get more involved in Sleek Geek. Make yeah. friends in Sleek Geek. Reach yeah. out to people. Get a coach. Absolutely surround yourself with people who are going to be positive influences in your life. Yeah. You know, listen listen to podcasts like this. Yeah. You know, like just surround your, read books, listen to podcasts, um, meet new friends. Like just do whatever you can do to be surrounded by positivity. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. I think that's yeah, 43 minutes. Yeah. I think that's a record for our shortest podcast so oh, far. Jeez. Yeah. It actually felt long though. So good job. Um, but, but great. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think people listening to this are going to take a lot out of it. I think we should definitely do um, a topic around sleep. And emotional and, eating. And emotional eating. You know, and even gratitude. You know, yeah. I mean, like we could go on for days. So let us know in, in, in the comments. Like you can either... Give us a comment on the podcast platform or just tag us on, on Facebook yeah. or send an email to help with sleep. Geek if you know anyone who's really stressed, just maybe send them this, this podcast. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Cheers. Bye.